Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluver. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. Alrighty, we're back. We're back. We're back again. And we're finally going to do the part two of the protocol. It's Thursday. This episode is coming out on a Thursday. It was supposed to come out yesterday and there's no excuses. I just pushed it. Just decided to push it. Over the last two months, this has been a much more irregular show. Sometimes happening on Thursdays, sometimes happening on Fridays. Several weeks in there where we didn't have uh, an episode at all. But this week we have an episode. So uh, we're going to get into the exercise protocol today. We're probably just going to jump right into it. As you know, two weeks ago or so, we did the first part. You have not listened to that part of the series that this is going to be. It's a, probably a three-part series, maybe four. Um, this is what Tyler Kluver is currently doing someone you know someone wants to take a microscope and look into my life or if you were a fly on the wall or a day in my life what would that look like a week in my life as far as exercise nutrition and how i go about basically being a crossfit athlete so we went over the food and how i look at food and nutrition and diet part two exercise when we start with exercise, um, again, it's similar to nutrition in the fact that we have to start with a big umbrella. And that umbrella for me is what are my goals, right? That's probably where you're going to, you know, you're, you're, you're going to start and then you'll get a little bit more nuanced and detailed from there. For me right now, August 2022, my goals are to be the best CrossFit athlete I can possibly be. It's pretty vague. That's pretty vague. But that is going to inform what my days look like, where we go from a week's worth of time, of structure, of how much we're working out, of how much we're resting, of how much time we're putting into certain types of working out, cardio, lifting, circuit training, aerobic output, skills, stuff like that. Um, and for somebody else, this may look like, right, This the, the, the goal could just be general health, right? For most people, the goal is going to be, I just want to be generally healthy and fit. There's no specified goal or competition that comes from it, like the CrossFit world, but for most people, ugh, there's a yawn. For most people, I would say probably through their 50s, maybe, maybe at 50, it just starts to change. But, you know, anyone listening to this, if you're 20 to 50 years old, your goal is I want to be fit. I don't want to be fat. I'd like to look as good as I could. 
right? And again, a lot of that's going to come from the nutrition side of things as well in combo with this. But I just want to be functional. I want to be a little bit strong. I just want to be fit. And that's great. That is going to inform on how your you can start to structure your sessions as well. For me, it's CrossFit. And I have a very specific goal. I want to be one of the best 300 CrossFit athletes on the earth. It's a big ask. It's a damn big ask, which is going to require big action. We'll call it big action. So how does that then go from, okay, big, vague goal of best CrossFit athlete you can be, what's the next step? Well, we need to probably break things down into a multi-week, sometimes multi-month phase outlook for me. And again, I'm not going to get too much into this. I want to, I don't want to worry about more of the month uh, of the day-to-day and week-to-week kind of thing, but on an even bigger scale in between main goal and those details, um, right now it's essentially the off season, right? We are farther out from my competition season, which is going to be February through May, hopefully, meaning I can do some training that's going to be more focused on strength building. Um, I can do a little bit less specific CrossFit work, like, oh, I'm doing a specific three-round CrossFit workout. I can kind of break down. Oh, my God, I love this. I can break down skills instead of doing them in workouts with other stuff. I can kind of just isolate them and work on them individually stuff like that. So two to three months at a time, we'll go through a strength cycle. Two to three months at a time, we'll go on certain cardio cycles. But generally, it's going to come down to this week time frame. Like what does a week in my life look like? And the answer to that starts with this. I train six days a week. Most people probably consider the start of their week Monday. I think in my brain, it actually kind of works like Sunday is the start of the week, like a calendar. Um, It doesn't really matter because it's just a seven-day cycle. Sunday, we'll start with Sunday, is a complete off day for me. I'm not working out. I'm not even, uh, and this isn't necessarily always true because sometimes I do feel lethargic, right? When you work out as much as I do, you start to feel like I need to move. I need to get the blood going a little bit. The muscles need to be under some sort of tension and usage. Um, My preferred and almost always satisfactory mode of exercise on a Sunday would be like a 30 to 60 minute walk um, in the sun. I'm a strong believer that uh, a day should never go by where you don't do something, right? I don't think, I don't believe in the fact of of a, true 100% off day. I don't believe that that's necessary Uh, in the sense that, man, I work out four days a week. I go to the gym and do push pull and I do two push days, two pull days. And then the other three days of the week, I don't do anything like all the way down to, I don't do anything. No walk, no, not even a walk, right? No walk, no light bicycle, no yoga, no stretching, no nothing. On an off day, you do not do anything with your body. I do not believe in that. I actually think that forms of active recovery or um, intense stretching sessions 
um, which you'll hear about mine here in a second, um, or at minimum, at very minimum, the, you know, you take the seven days of the week and you rank them from most intense to least intense. My least intense day is still a 30 minute plus walk every once in a while on a Sunday. And that's, I call that an off day. A lot of people would just call that their exercise, right? That's an on day for them. They're, they're working out. They're going for a 30 minute walk. That is my off day. I occasionally, if I'm bored or I have time, will sneak in a 20 minute, very low intensity row or bike. We're not even touching a heart rate of, we wouldn't even get close to a zone two heart rate. Uh, top end of zone two, which would, you know, which would be like 70 to 80%, um, hundred and for a lot of people, 140 to 155 would be the top end of a zone two. And you're still able to basically breathe through your nose and have a conversation and you're not really working too hard there. Um, we're talking like 110, 120, something very, very light just to move the body and really get outside, get, get sunshine. That is Sunday for me, a rest day, complete off day. There is some stretching that goes on while I watch TV, right? If I'm sitting on the couch and we're watching TV, I'll I'll sit there for an hour long show, 45 minute show and do some stretches. Um, Otherwise, no exercise, no exercise. That's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are all big training days. What I would call, um, like a full training day. Thursday is an active recovery. So it's somewhere between Sunday and a full day. And then uh, Friday and Saturday, again, full training day. What does that active recovery on Thursday look like? I think that's important because the idea here is how hard, how, how many days are you actually going hard and taking it out of you? And how many days are you basically considering like you're recouping, right? You look at those days as either um, pulling from your jar or adding to it, right? And you always want to kind of have an even balance across those seven-day span. Um, I would say that Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we are pulling from the jar, right? We are are depleting ourselves. We are beating ourselves up, breaking ourselves down going hard on intervals of sprints, of rowing, running, biking. We're lifting heavy-ass weights. We're doing crazy circuit training, hit training, um, high-volume skills, muscle fatigue. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, five out of the seven days. The other two days on Sunday and, and Thursday, those days I am adding back to the jar, right? I'm stretching. My muscles are rec- I'm doing an uh I'm staying below the line at which I would cross over into detriment and I'm still in the zone of my muscles are recovering. Um I'm getting stronger. Uh my CNS is getting a little bit closer back to normal. Um soreness is going away. I you know my aerobic sort of system, my lungs are recovering from any high intensity cardio that we've done. So two days a week. Um, that is for those unaware, probably pretty standard for most, uh, I would say competitive CrossFit uh, athletes. 
um, you're going to find a active recovery day, a full rest day, and five full training days. Um, Thursday's active recovery usually sits somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes. Um, and even the intensity and sort of urgency that I go into that session, right, with it's a one session day. All of the full days are two days, whereas the Thursday is, is a one session day, about 75, 90 minutes long. And I will not work through that time frame with as much urgency. Um, I'll take more rest in between things. I'll uh, sit there and recover between sets a little more. I will take a longer warm up and a bigger stretch at the end and the beginning um, just because there's less to do and because that's the nature of that day. I will often still do a 60 minute Peloton ride, right? At a zone two intensity. That's an active recovery day for me. Just a zone one hour zone two ride. Um, today happens to be Thursday. I did zone two on the Peloton yesterday. And let's see, we'll do it Saturday as well this week. So today, um, which is normally, again, just 60 minutes on the Peloton plus maybe a couple other things. Uh, today, we're probably going to switch back and forth. We actually might even hit a very short, intense workout uh, from the CrossFit Games that has some air bike and handstand push-ups. But that's it. Just eight or nine minutes of air biking and handstand push-ups. And that will be intense Ugh, for the... 10 minutes that I do it. However, it will not be enough volume or enough output on my body that it will wreck me or, or have a lasting effect anywhere past tonight. Um, the rest of today will very much so be uh, probably some rowing and some jogging at a very light intensities, just back and forth to kind of stay not bored. And we'll do, you know, it might even be EMOM style, right? Like every five minutes, you row a 500, you jog down to the end of the block and back, and then you do some uh, double unders. Last week, I did jump rope, rowing, and running right on like a five-minute, six-minute, seven-minute loop um, at low intensity. So just something to keep the heart rate up long enough to you know be a, what most people would consider a legitimate training session. It's an hour to 90 minutes, but the intensity doesn't ever get usually too high. Today's a little bit different, um, but we are putting in uh, intentional exercise, right? 60 to 90 minutes of intentional exercise, mostly cardio focused. Um, Thursdays, and we'll get into this in the, in the next episode, Thursdays also feature because I'm only doing one session. Um, that opens up time in my day, about an hour to two hours worth of time in my day that normally would have the other training session that opens up a hour long stretching session for me. And we'll go into what that looks like specifically, but that goes into the active recovery. So that takes care of Sunday and Thursday, which brings us to really the meat and potatoes of our training, which is the five full days of training each week. Um, the way that CrossFit is broken down, and this informs the training as well, is there's basically three umbrellas, sub-umbrellas, sub-categories of which something falls into. Um, this is equivalent to, if you're a bodybuilder, it's either a 
core exercise or an arm exercise or a back exercise or a leg exercise or a delt exercise, right? There's muscle groups that sort of training falls into. In CrossFit, there's three big modalities um, or disciplines. Modalities probably isn't the right Three disciplines. Those are weightlifting, right? And these are very general categories, so I'll go into that in a second. Weightlifting, gymnastics, and monostructural. Monostructural can also be considered as cardio, uh, but not always the case um, directly. It's Sometimes it's uh, it comes in a different form. So let me quickly break those down. We'll just start with the monostructural. So anything that's long and sort of single modality and sort of attacks you on an aerobic level, that is what we would consider in the monostructural category. Um, running, biking, rowing, um, jumping rope, right? Long pieces of jump rope. Um, burpees, just like us, you know, just straight up just doing burpees would be monostructural. Jumping jacks, um, high knees, uh, swimming. It would never show up in CrossFit, but like the elliptical or a treadmill um, or a stair climber or a, you know, any cardio machine, um, a Peloton, uh, a bike erg, a ski erg, monostructural, mostly cardio based, uh, rucking, right? Hiking, stuff like that. Usually longer, um, not the most intense, right? More zone two intensity, but you know, that stuff can get pretty intense as well. Um, There is a interval sprint facet to all those, which we'll get into, Um, but that's monostructural. Then you have your weightlifting, which is essentially you moving external objects using muscular strength to use, uh, to to move external objects. This is going to uh, have everything from squats, all of your traditional lifts, right? Squats, deadlifts, bench press, overhead press, jerks, clean and jerks, snatches, Olympic lifting, um, picking up sandbags, pushing sleds, uh, anything, dumbbells, kettlebells, um, all of that. That's all moving external objects with your body, right? Your ability to move. And And then the final one, the third one is considered gymnastics or the ability to move your own body through space, right? Gymnastics, move your own body through space. Weightlifting, move something else, an external object. through. Gymnastics are ring muscle-ups, pull-ups, kipping pull-ups, butterfly pull-ups, chest-to-bar pull-ups, bar muscle-ups, toes-to-bar, handstand push-ups, handstand walking, burpees. Similarly, could be sort of placed in this category as well, right? Um, any body weight movements is sort of a, a mix between the three of them because you're moving your body, you're kind of moving a load, but you're also just doing a single thing. So it's it, you know those are sort of hard to classify. Um, I think technically box jumps are considered gymnastics in the CrossFit space. It kind of just is a way to classify all of the stuff that they do into three spaces. Uh, and so. Ideally, you want to be equally as good at everything in CrossFit. You want to be, I mean, ideally, you'd like to be the best at everything, but because of the way things work, the best CrossFitter 
is the person who is not the greatest lifter, not the greatest endurance athlete, and not the greatest gymnast, but the highest average of those three. So there's a lot to work on. The way that I break this down is I need to focus on lifting sessions that are going to build my uh, my ability to be strong through all of those different strength movements. Um, I need to build my gymnastic skills, right? Handstand walking, handstand push-ups, um, muscle-ups on both the rings and the bars, pull-ups, toes to bar. I need to be able to do all of those, right? at high volume of reps. And then I need to be able to run and row and bike at high intensities. And for long amounts of time, I have to do all those individually, but then I also have to occasionally put them together into what is more classically known as a CrossFit workout, right? Where you're going to, you know, say it's three rounds of run a 400, 20 pull-ups and 20 front squats. Um, you got to be able to put them all together and also be fit doing, doing them with each other, right? Which is a whole different feel for your body in the mornings. I'm going to focus on cardio. I do focus on cardio. So again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday in the morning, I'm doing a cardio focused workout. The reason I put cardio in the morning is because I've just woken up. I haven't had food for about 12 hours. Sure, I could eat a breakfast, but to get that fully digested um, would take about 45 minutes to an hour, whereas I can just wake up and go right into a workout basically um, and not waste that time. Um, It's a little bit more efficient as far as how my day is put together. Um, And there's benefit to actually training fasted. So 85, 90% of my morning sessions will be with no food in my stomach. And it will be cardio focused. That's basically split into two realms, right? Um, You're either doing long, steady state zone two cardio, which at this point, I think I've, I forgot if we did the zone two episode or if we haven't done it yet. Um, But we've talked about it before. Zone two, basically just putting in the reps, right? You're not going all out. You're not testing how fast you can go or how, long you can hang on you're finding an intensity that is known to at high volumes create very good adaptations in your aerobic system to be able to have better lungs right have more wind as they would say um and you just have to put in the time so three days a week usually tuesday thursday saturday um that is you know every other day those are my long hour long on the Peloton, sometimes running, sometimes I'll throw the rower and the echo bike in there, uh, but usually on the Peloton and I'm just doing a steady state pedal ride for an hour. It's boring. That's the morning session. Um, Occasionally after that Peloton ride, I'll get off and I'll do 10 to 15 to 20 minutes of skill work or accessory lifting in the morning uh, to finish out the morning session. So sometimes that can extend out to 90 minutes. But it's mostly used for that cardio, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. The opposite days in between those are for higher intensity cardio, um, what we would call bitch work. Uh, and it's the, re- the reason we call that is, is 
mostly because of the programming I follow. It's what they have deemed the the intervals and sort of cardio based interval work. Um, but it's called bitch work because the work is a bitch. Uh, you got to sit down and you got to row 10 by 500 meters with one minute in between. You got to go out to the track and you got to run eight by 400 or five by one mile repeats, or uh, you got to get on the echo bike and you got to row. Uh, you got to pump out 20 calories every three minutes for seven rounds or 10 rounds or whatever it may be. Um, these are interval based workouts that are using short bursts of very, very high intensity output to test how hard you can go. And then always having a defined rest period to see how quickly you can recover until you have to go again. And then can you repeat how hard you just went, right? The idea being that you want to, you can measure these outputs with most easily, right? If you're on the track, your output is basically how fast did you go? If you go and run five by one mile repeats with three minutes rest in between and you start and the first day you do it, it's, you know, you're able to hold like an eight and a half or nine minute mile on average for those five intervals. The goal would be if you keep doing those interval sessions that eventually you're able to do that same workout, but your mile times can come down to eight minutes or seven and a half minutes or some, you know, you get better. So the other days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is higher intensity interval based cardio in the morning that will not last as long just because of the nature of it. Right. So you don't need as much time. Again, you're working literally 30 second, one minute, two minute intervals at the high end. You might be doing like one K row repeats, or again, that mile workout where you might be going for eight minutes at a time, but it's rarely longer than eight or 10 minutes. And then you're taking a rest period and you're going again. So um, these usually last somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes, maybe up to 50 minutes or an hour. Um, and then on these days, a hundred percent, I will be doing some sort of extra stuff in the morning. We're doing accessory lifts, you know, barbell rows, some lunges, some pull-ups, strict pull-ups, uh, some bicep curls, some overhead dumbbell press, um, more traditional, like three by 10, four by 10 of stuff. Right. Um, and then other stuff, like we do a 10 minute EMOM of how many bar muscle ups can you do on a minute, right? Three bar, mis- three bar muscle ups every minute on the minute, four bar muscle ups. And you just try and build that volume. Those are my morning sessions, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, that that active recovery zone two session usually happens in the afternoon. The, the afternoons look much different. Um, most of the dedicated cardio work is now done. And, um, you know, Thursday is now accounted for. So now we're just on those five full days. And now, you know, uh, back to the cardio in the morning, you don't necessarily need as much um, fuel for those cardio workouts, right? Um, it does help for some of those interval workouts, but I've done some pretty nasty bike sprints, row sprints, um, running sprints on no food. And you don't, uh, 
at least if you're a trained individual, you don't find yourself yearning for, oh man, I really need to fuel myself up for those as much. It's, it, you know, even doing some cardio where you're taking your, your lungs and your breathing to a very, very uh, depleted level. Um, it's not always a bad thing if your stomach is empty. Cause that can, we've all been there when you've eaten too much and then gone and ran and you next thing you know, you're just throwing up everywhere. So um, the afternoon's a different story, right? We're going to start lifting weights and we're going to do some <clears throat> high output interval training. That's going to include external load. When you are uh, doing stuff in that weightlifting category, uh, it is very, very good idea. A very good idea to have food in your body. You want your muscles, uh, your muscle stores filled with the glycogen that comes from food. Um, otherwise, you're going to find it very, very difficult to lift, especially if you're trying to do heavy lifting, which again, for my, you know, for my goals and dreams, I have to lift something heavy basically every single day. Like every day is a heavy day for me. It just it just shifts what the what the lift is. So um, afternoons are usually start out with a lifting component. We start off with that. Um, there are days where I'll do um, you know metabolic conditioning pieces or gymnastics, EMOMs or stuff like that before I lift. Um, but generally we will start the afternoon session with some form of Olympic lifting or a bench, a deadlift or a back squat. Um, recently what that has looked like was I went on a very intense, uh, I'm not actually done with it. I have one day left of the program, but it's basically, um, finished up here. I went on a very intense six week, high intensity, high volume squat cycle, one by 20. Um, it's a cycle that takes a ton out of you. You have to put an insane amount of warm up into getting to this one set of 20 each day. The, the craziest shit um, about it, the, the crazy part about it is you start with a five rep squat max, right? Like this is a weight that you work up to and you can only do for five reps. And in six weeks, you work up to the ability to do it for a set of 20. You 4X the amount of reps you can do with this weight in just a month and a half. It's absolutely absurd. And to get results like that, not only do you just have to go in and absolutely grind away on those squat days, um, but when you're doing it three times a week, you have to have insane recovery. You have to eat to recover, right? You have to, you need the calories so your body can, can properly rehab the muscles and feed your body with nutrients to grow and get stronger in that short amount of time. And, um, you have to sort of morph your training around those because you're going so hard. Um, and that's what we've done. The reason I'm doing that, or the, this is the second time through it that I'll have done it, is because I'm behind in the CrossFit world, in the, in the game of CrossFit, and I need to catch up strength-wise. I need to catch up specifically in my below-parallel strength. Um, having a good 
strong, high uh, strength, power clean slash clean, um, and a power snatch slash full snatch um, is very important in CrossFit, not just for being able to do a max out test, but also if a percentage of that comes up, you want that percentage to be as light of your one rep max as possible because in, in turn, it's then a little bit easier for you to move it for 20 reps or 40 reps or 100 reps versus somebody else to move it. Um, and I'm lacking there. So I'm doing some very intense, very advanced cycles to, to work on that. Um, that has been my strength program for three days a week, the, 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 the squat. On the other three days of the week, I have been doing deadlift one day, clean another day, snatch the other day. So squat three times a week, deadlift, clean, and snatch one day per week. That will shift. Um, again, this is the start of my session, right? So for the first 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes of my afternoon session, I'm doing these lifts. That will shift to uh, two days a week of squatting, two days a week of deadlifting, and then probably a mixture of both cleaning and snatching on the other two days. So it'll be very, very balanced. We'll be doing two days a week of each. Um, on some of those clean days, we're also doing jerks. So the pressing gets worked on. Um, and on some of those deadlift days, we'll also throw in just bench or jerk specific sets as well so we're, we're getting the pressing um but we have uh put significant weight on our back squat um we're hoping i'm hoping to max out my back squat somewhere around 440 to 450 pounds in the next couple weeks probably next week um and i started this cycle with a back squat max of around 400 uh, maybe even a little, it might've even dropped a little bit since I tested it, which was about 405, maybe 410. Uh, if I would have put it on there, um, it probably dropped to about 385 or 390 uh, at the beginning of this squat cycle, um, these six weeks. And now I think in six weeks, I've put on probably 50 to 60 pounds stuff, something that you really can't do unless you're doing an advanced cycle like that. So the goal is now to maintain that. Right. And we have a squats, a new squat cycle that we'll go into that is two days a week. Um, it will also incorporate front squatting, which is a huge part of that. Um, and we're going to go into a deadlift specific cycle where we're going to be deadlifting a ton and trying to put 50 or 60 pounds on that guy as well. But I'm lifting every day. Right. So the, the beginning of my afternoon session, I'm doing 20 to 30 minutes of dedicated main primary movement lifting. Um, after that, we will shift into either a skill if we have two skills for that day, or we will shift into um, uh, probably what what you would call a CrossFit workout, right? The workout of the day. What that could look like is five rounds of these three movements or 15 minute AMRAP of these two movements or a lot of times we'll do intervals. The intervals I did on Monday or Tuesday was every, uh, no, it was uh, 30 calorie row, 20 sit-ups, 20 burpees over the rower. 
you had those 70 reps as fast as you can do them rest three minutes do five sets of that right some kind of workout like that we will put the that right after the lifting and then um at the end of the afternoon session we will put the skills work and accessory lifting pieces stuff that doesn't need as much juice right at this point we're we're tired we've already taken a lot of juice out of our legs or our arms depending on what we did lifting wise um so now we can throw in the accessory work things like curls or tricep extensions or dips or pull-ups or rows um anything like that um, core work uh farmers carries anything like that that isn't as serious right it's not going to take as much energy and as much just straight juice to get done. Um, a lot of times we might be going to failure and whenever we hit failure, we hit it. Um, that's a little bit more of the body bodybuilding specific stuff as well. If there is any in the program and then, uh, and then we're also doing stuff like just pure handstand pushups or pure handstand walking or pure double under work or pure muscle up work, you name it. We're doing those skills at the end of the session. So a little bit under fatigue, which is good to, to manage. And um, it's usually stuff that is muscle fatigue based and not so much like, oh, I'm just out of energy. I can't push any harder because, you know, my heart is just beating out of my chest. Like that's over, right? We get that part of the workout done with and, and we kind of move on to some more skill-based stuff. So lifting, usually takes anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes, uh, a workout, some sort of metabolic conditioning piece, not straight cardio, but, you know, cardio hit training, involving lifting movements, power, you know, any of those things we talked about. Um, a lot of those workouts lately have looked like testing the semifinals workouts from the actual CrossFit season or the actual CrossFit games workouts. I'm going to do one of those today or the CrossFit open workout stuff that's tested or, or comes up commonly um, in the CrossFit world. And then we finish the day with the less intense stuff, more volume and accumulation stuff of gymnastics usually takes 90 minutes. So if we've gone for 90 and 90, sometimes that afternoon session, especially when we're doing super, super heavy days, like we have been recently um, can take up to two hours. Uh, so, you know, that, that puts us at three or three and a half hours a day on the full days. And, uh, those are what my training days look like. Um, I could go into some more detail on that. It's already been a boring 45 minutes of me talking about shit that doesn't matter. But again, we're lurking, we're working on longer form cardio and, and pure cardio intervals in the morning, in the afternoon, it's cardio that's based around actual like hit training with a barbell, with kettlebells, with dumbbells, sandbags, stuff like that. We're still breathing hard, but we're actually using weights to do so and machines um, along with we're lifting all the main primary movements. We're working on all of the CrossFit skills and uh, it's basically just how much of this stuff can I do on a daily basis before my body is too tired or too beat up to do any more recover as hard as we can, which recovery, um, hydration, body work, and sleep is going to be this, this last third component, uh, third 
part of this series and then wake up in the morning and do it all over again. Um, that's it. The biggest theme is volume accumulation. How much volume of low intensity cardio can I accumulate? How much volume accumulation can I get of high power engine based intervals? How much volume of heavy squats can I do? All pushing needle, trying to improve every single part of me. Um, the byproduct is I'm very fit and I have a really nice aesthetic, right? Great muscles. I'm lean, all this stuff. Um, the problem is, is the one thing that I want, which is my body to be able to go faster and be fitter is always never enough. It's never good enough. So constant pursuit. And that is what my training looks like on weekly to daily basis. Hopefully you guys got something out of that. If you have any questions specifically about, um, you know, again, I didn't get into, you know, what is the next squat cycle going to look like? Is it going to be five by 10, five, three, one? Like I didn't get into that kind of thing. Um, but you know, what, what, it, what kind of intervals do you do? If you want to know those questions as always hit me up. Otherwise, hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, we'll talk next week about recovery, sleep, and hydration till then. Peace.